Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. All right, Lord, bless our time. Thank you, God, for these words and these thoughts. Lord, just fill them. May they be your, your words today. Fill us with your spirit. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So I want to talk a little bit about um, being a pioneer, uh, being a pioneer. And, um, and if you want to turn to Isaiah chapter 30. So, yeah, one thing, I, one thing that was said to me over and over <clears throat> was how thankful the churches were in France, how they connect on, they listen to Grace Hour, they listen to the lunch wraps, they listen to the services. People are really well connected, really well connected. And um, so what happens here really impacts the world. <clears throat> so thank you for, for you and the work of, and the ministry of Christ in you. So that's, that's encouraging, isn't it? You kind of wonder, like, who and what, and, and, uh, and, but God gives the increase. So. so I was thinking about this statement, and it's been in my mind, and it really kind of is something I want to develop over these next coming weeks, but I heard a statement that um, provoked this message, and it, the statement went like this, that um, we tend to forget that we are, uh, we are pioneers and that we are explorers and not just caretakers. Okay, I want to kind of unpack that statement. Like we tend to forget that we are pioneers and explorers, but oftentimes we are just caretakers. And wh what does that really mean? Uh, and a pioneer is someone who blazes a trail in new territory. It's someone that goes ahead and pushes back boundaries, okay? Think about that, like a pioneer. Uh, I was thinking about um, Lewis and Clark as explorers in the 1800s, and I, I kind of like to think about them a little bit, how um, back in the early 1800s, they just bought the Louisiana Purchase, and they did a 4,000-mile trek west, northwest, the Pacific Northwest, and their motivation was to find or to reach the, um, the Pacific Ocean for trade and also for um, its uncharted territory. They wanted to chart their new land that they just bought. And uh, these two men, under the guide of many uh, others, um, really did a, a, a superhuman thing. I mean, 4,000 miles. I mean, that's like, like back in the 1800s. You're on foot, you're on a horse. Uh, it, but these men were burning with a, with, uh, with a mission to not only be explorers, but to be pioneers. And I, th I think in our day and age, it's very easy to be so much in touch with our emotions and our feelings that we lose sight of our purpose. And I think when you think about a pioneer, like my son and I were talking about Christopher Columbus the other day, like how is it that he could travel um, over the Atlantic Ocean when many people in that day said that if you go beyond the horizon, you would literally fall off the earth. 
like imagine that that kind of thinking, and it was very popular. But but um, Christopher Columbus said no. You know, he believed that God was calling him to not only be exploring, um, but to actually physically trailblaze uh, and to go ahead and find the new world. So, um, an explorer, this is a good statement, an explorer upsets status quo. An explorer upsets status quo, which means they'll all, have you ever noticed whenever you want to try to do something new, or whenever you want to try to do something out of the box, there is, the critic is very loud. You ever notice that? All right. But in the, in the pioneer's heart, in the explorer's heart, they're burning with purpose. They're burning with a dream. They're burning with a dream. But a caretaker or a settler, I think of when our pilgrims came, right, and they settled in, our, our, in the 13 colonies and... Just the amazing resistance and the obstacles were, were fantastic, right? And then the idea of going more west was kind of daunting, like, like we may not survive if we, if we push and, and go to the frontier. We may not survive. Um, and then, uh, but the, 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 the purpose has to be greater than the risk. The purpose must be greater than the obstacle. Uh, we must take away the microscope and take out the telescope. And I, I, that's one of my favorite sayings from Pastor Shabelli. But we so much have a microscope Christianity. We're looking at things. We're analyzing things. We're, we're drilling down so finute, finitely that, that we're just like, we're so absorbed with the small, right? But the telescope is looking way beyond. It's, it's looking into regions that are so far beyond us. Like, uh, I remember uh, there was a brother uh, that worked for the Hubble, uh, the Hubble telescope, and we were down in the God, we went down to this um, facility down, I'm not even sure where it was, down near the NASA area, not NASA, Goddard, I think it was Goddard Space Flight, that's what it was. And he would show me these pictures from, from space, and when you look at a telescope and you look into space, it is um, space is amazing, isn't it? I mean, it is beautiful, and it's expansive. And just the fact that we've we've uh, been to the moon, and then uh, Mars, and then exploring Saturn and these other places is mind-boggling. But as Christians, this is this is what we're called to do. We're called to be pioneers, to be explorers. And not settlers, not stay in one place, not, not be in a place of fear which tells us not to move, right? I think that's one of the greatest things in our day when there's so much fear, it freezes us in place. And one thing I noticed in France was, um, you know, COVID was, gr was pretty severe in Europe. And just this was one of the first times that they were getting together um, well, they, they've been getting it together, but this was one of the first conferences they had after COVID, and the life was, was tangible. I mean, the, the anointing was beautiful. It was just because um, there was a season we were all frozen, and, uh, and just, so I want to kind of develop this thought today about being a spiritual pioneer. Um, so upsetting status quo, isn't that good? Oh, you, whenever, whenever someone says you can't do something, there's something that just switches in me, right, that says, oh, really? 
right? Really? Okay. And then, you know, I don't know if that's rebellion or faith, but maybe they're both the same in a lot of ways. But think of Lewis and Clark, right? Lewis and Clark. Think of the tremendous obstacles of, uh, and they say that they found like 200 different, uh, different types of plants. They all these different animals, but a 4,000-mile journey. I mean, that through the mountains and, and just the obstacles of weather like, and just the reasons to quit and back off, but they didn't. They just pursued by faith because they knew the importance of their journey. They knew the importance of what they were doing. And um, they returned home as heroes because simply why? They were obedient. They followed through. They, fought, they weren't much, right? And if you read through that story, the Sacagawea, the, the, the Indian lady Sacagawea, I'm kind of refreshing my history there. She was used of God, 17-year-old gal, really used of God uh, to communicate with the tribes that came in contact with. But, but pioneering, it's the pushing through. It's the, it's the moving forward. Because if, if we're just caretakers, if we're just settlers, um, then what happens? Well, uh, if we're just ma- if we just do maintenance, right? This is where boredom gets in. This is where um, the dullness comes in. This is where um, we find excuses not to believe. But the routine loses its, um, you know, it loses its uh, flair or loses its interest. So uh, notice this Isaiah thirty twenty one. We've read this verse, but think about it in a different way. That God's called us to be spiritual pioneers. Maybe it's personally. Maybe God wants you to explore and pioneer in his love and grace again. He wants to take you to new places, new revelations, new, new, new uh, quickenings. Uh, or maybe it's physically like what's happening in our ministry, right? We are missions-oriented. We are believing f- countries um, nationally and internationally. Why? Because our God is not small. Our God is big, right? And uh, I'll tell you, when we were in France, we talked to some Moroccan brothers, and it's amazing what God's doing in northern Africa. I mean, it really is. It's really like God is moving uh, beautifully. All right, 3021, it says this, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. And I love, I love the, we've heard this verse a thousand times, but it gives the impression that we're walking forward and God is speaking behind us. As in, we're walking in 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 the moment the momentum and direction of faith, and uh, he's speaking behind us, saying, "This is the way. Walk ye in it. Walk ye in it." Um, and then I want us to turn over here to Numbers fourteen. Notice this in Numbers fourteen. Joshua was a spiritual pioneer. Um, now maybe you're taking steps of faith, and what you do maybe doesn't work. Let's say it doesn't work. Let's say something falls apart and, and your, your goal is never reached. Well, there's a, there's a spiritual goal in us that's reached because maybe we don't achieve something. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. That's not, the, that's not the issue. The issue is what's going on in our heart, how we have found Christ along the journey. That's the most important part, right? How we're finding Christ. That's why now is, is the best time to take steps of faith and believe God for the impossible. Now, now it is. Uh, I was talking with one brother how, how faith, uh, it's the now faith. It isn't for tomorrow. It isn't for 10 years from now. It's now. 
It's now. Because what happens? We push, we push beyond the borders of comfortability. We push beyond the border of natural reasoning. We push beyond the border of natural resources. And what happens? We trailblaze, and the spirit inspires people that are watching your life to continue behind you, right? To continue behind you. Uh, one thing we saw in France is a lot of young people, a lot of young people passionate about God. It reminded me of the Ukraine before everyone got married and had kids and they started settling down, which is okay. But this church is on fire. I mean, this church was like very much like um, thinking about, about reaching, loving, and planting. Well, Numbers 14, uh, and, and this is what's going on in our country right now in the United States. Um, there's a lot, I counted today, 10 different works going on. Uh, that, that, that God's done in the last two years through our church here. Ten new works. Isn't that amazing? Ten. All right. Uh, 30, 1434, it says this. Uh, why is that? Because Christ is coming back soon, amen? He really is. It says, it says, according to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, 40 days, and for each day you shall bear your guilt one year, namely 40 years, and you shall know my rejection. So what is the Lord saying? It's because you did not believe and did not go, and you listened to an evil report. Remember the 12 spies? Only two came back. God said, this is the land, take it. And because you, you listened to the 10 spies, you will have 40 years of, of rejection or opposition. It says a, a, better, a better word in the Hebrew is you will feel my opposition. So when you think about um, just the value of being a pioneer, um, maybe a pioneer in our, in our family, speaking things by faith, you know, what's, what's interesting about Lewis and Clark is they, they prepared almost a year for their journey. You know, God might be preparing you for something, and maybe it's not something grand on a grand scale like we're thinking about, but maybe he's preparing you how to answer a situation, how to... Uh, like I just talked to a precious lady on the phone who's been in a significant trial for many years, and God is preparing her in the trial. God is equipping her in the trial for, for victory and to be a witness, right? To be a witness. All right, notice this in Romans 11. So maybe you don't think yourself as a pioneer, right? Or an explorer. Anybody want to explore strange new lands? <laughs> Parkville, right? That's a strange new land. Rosedale. White Marsh. Dundalk. You need a passport to go to Dundalk. No, just kidding. I like Dundalk, actually. Romans eleven thirty three. Like, this is what we do every time we reach out in evangelism. We are ambassadors. We are pioneers. We're pushing into neighborhoods that the devil says don't. We are disturbing demons, when we go into neighborhoods, we're disturbing demons. I was thinking about, we were in Rosedale, this is last summer, and uh, we were knocking on doors, and it was just this quiet little neighborhood, I'll never forget it. And the people, when they came to the door, and they learned who we were, uh, we were Christians, they were just very, um, they were very reactionary, like, um, like it was unusual, like unusual. And after like seven doors of like bad reactions, I said, you know what? I'm out of here. 
I mean, I should have realized this after the third door, but I'm slow like that, right? Uh, and the Lord just really prompted my heart, said, go to the next door. Just go to the next door. And I said, I said, Lord, we've had seven bad experiences here. So we knock on the door, right? And the lady comes to the door, and I say, hi, you know, good afternoon. And, and, and I said, we're from Greater Grace, and just want to tell you how much God loves you. And she goes, you guys are from Greater Grace? So I started taking a couple steps backwards, ready for the wrath of, the wrath of whatever on me. I'm like, yes, is that okay? Because <laughs> we just had seven doors prior of just like fire, right? She goes, I was in your church last week. And I go, what? I was in, I was in your church last week and we loved it. How did you find me? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, an, a, a mistake maybe? <laughs> and she didn't fill out any cards, didn't fill out anything like most people do. But we, the, seven, the eighth door on that street from hell, we could say, uh, was a beautiful, precious believer ready to hear. And, and this, is, this is what a pioneer does. They, they're just continuing by faith in obedience, and the, uh, the obstacles pale in comparison to, to the reward. Amen. And this precious lady responded to us and just was such a great visit. Um, so... Uh, look at Romans 11.33. We're exploring something that's past finding out. And don't you love this? Like, we talk about the nature and character of God, and it's unending. We seek for the wisdom of God. It's, there's no edge to it. That's why you and I literally are bathing and rejoicing in the character and nature of God. This is, oh, the depth of the riches both of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. We could go to the end or the bottom of the sea, right? And we will come to the ocean floor, but with God, we'll never reach the bottom, right? We can explore it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years, a million years, a thousand years, an infinity about a year, infinity, and we'll never come to the bottom. Isn't that good? So as, but... But my natural man wants to be someone that regulates the character of God. The natural man wants to, to remain in a comfortable place and to be a caretaker, which means I take care of my stuff. Now, I don't want us to misunderstand it. I think we should take care of our stuff. I think there should be a, a, a sense of care. But missions is more than just caring. It's, it's pushing uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit with the authority of God to break through strongholds. And this is an interesting verse here in Ecclesiastes. Look at this, Ecclesiastes 8. Um, and because I, I think many are under-challenged and they're underdeveloped and bored because there's no real faith adventure. And I think faith adventures are important. Not that we need to go to some special land for this, but we can simply walk in obedience and God will refresh us. Amen? He really will. Like, it's an adventure being here today, right? This is an interesting verse. Ecclesiastes 8.17, Then I saw all the work of God, and that man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. Okay, you want to see an interesting verse, another one? Ecclesiastes 2, 3. This is, this is why the, the flesh never changes and it always digresses. 
This is why. Ecclesiastes 2, 3. It says, I've searched my heart to gratify my flesh with wine while guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold on its folly till I might see what is good for the sons of man to do under heaven all the days of their lives. So he's saying here, I have explored wine, women, and song, and I still can't find purpose. I still can't find peace. I still can't find... Why? Because it's not found in ourself. Amen? It's found in God. So as we go forward in the mission across the street or around the world, um, as we take it personally ourselves, we are like Lewis and Clark, right? We are, we're, in the, we're in the discovery mode. Our Bible, we're discovering God in a personal way every day, every day. We're breaking new ground, breaking new ground. And then we hear this voice, hey, you're going the right way. You're, 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 you're walking in faith and obedience. Uh, and and the, the power and the word of the Holy Spirit refreshes us, refreshes us. I love that. So let's not forget who we are. We're not just caretakers and settlers. We are pioneers and explorers. And that's really important. Like this has quickened me that like I, I can see myself settling and, and I don't want to lose my edge, amen? I don't want you to lose your edge. I don't think you are. But being a visionary and believing God for the impossible will save our life. Will save our life. Because what happens is there'll be reasons not to go and they'll be louder than the reasons to go or to talk or to forgive. The reason not to forgive will be much greater than the reason to forgive. And we say, no, we're going to forgive. No, we're going to give. No, we're going to walk in faith. No, we're going to believe God again. We're going to believe and trust God again. We're going to believe that this season from now to the rapture will be our most fruitful season. Amen? Why? Because the devil, as evil waxes um, more and more strong, why wouldn't the God of all grace and power and authority wax even stronger? Why not? Why not? Right? 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 It's true. All right, so we take, we take away our microscope, and we take out our telescope. All right, look at Joshua chapter 3. We'll close here. So where does God want to take you? Again, it's not a geographical place only. I don't want to make that the emphasis, even though I believe uh, in our country, in the United States, we're going to see great works of God happen in our country. I'm, I'm burning with that with you. But also personally, why wouldn't God do a, do, uh, a personal expansion, right? Um, all right, Joshua chapter 3, why wouldn't he do it in the Northeast, right? Why wouldn't he do it in Elkton? Why wouldn't he do it in Delaware? Why wouldn't he do it in Frederick, Glen Burnie, Owings Mills? Why wouldn't he continue uh, to do that? Uh, he will do it. And isn't it exciting on, on a kind of an adventure like I was talking with Pastor Jean, he, he, he loves to mountain climb. He goes, he goes, I just got to see what's on the other side of that hill. I just got to see it. And I so love that. I'm like, I mean, the way up the hill is brutal, but, but then this, the, the mountainscape is awesome, right? It's like, whoa, like, whoa. And it's like so worth the climb, right? And then you go back down into the valley again. Every mountaintop, and then there's another valley. And, and there's only fruit in the valley, by the way, right? 
There's a great view on the mountaintop. It helps you with direction. But really, we just, we just have to see, okay, God, you said it, therefore I want to see the fulfillment of it. Interesting verse in Hebrews 10, it says, do not cast away your confidence in verse 35 and 36 because it has great reward. We have need of patience that once we have done the will of God, that he will fulfill his promise. This is, uh, this is, this is kind of like this exploring, waiting, exploring. Like you, maybe we don't think about waiting on God as exploring well, or pioneering. Uh, maybe it's just pushing through the reasons to quit. It's like saying, no, Lord, you are faithful. Maybe it's just saying, God, I'm going tr- to take the unseen reality to be more true than the seen reality. You know, one thing in France that they said to me was, and it's everywhere, they said that, that people believe in the, their reality only to the measure of what they can see. That's it. And that's very sad because the unseen reality is where life really begins. It's what's eternal, right? That's why we come on, a, on an afternoon to hear the Bible. That's why we go out in faith and share our faith. This is why we uh, have a graduation and raise missionaries. This is why we, we grow and, and we, don't, we don't stagnate. See, if we stop, if we, if we just enter a maintenance program or we just say, you know, that, th- that those adventures are for the young people, what happens to us? we get stagnant, and then we try to, then the wineskins in us begin to burst. Well, Joshua says this in Joshua chapter 3. Um, uh, yet there shall be a space between you and it. Uh, is that the right verse? Uh, I think I wrote down the wrong verse. Yep, I did. Anyway, that's the wrong verse. But Joshua's saying, he, maybe it's Joshua ch- chapter 1. Maybe that's the one I want. Joshua 1, 3. Is that the one I want? Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Here it is. Joshua 1, 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you, saith, as I said to Moses. Isn't that, what a great way to walk our Christian faith, right? Walking through our neighborhood, praying for our neighbors, saying, this is my neighborhood. God, better yet, this is your neighborhood, right? And we, take, we move away the microscope, the reasons why not to go, the reasons why not to, to uh, initiate the kingdom. But instead, we take out the telescope and say, Lord, the impossible is now close. The, the faith is now sight. And uh, we don't have to, uh, we can just walk in, 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 in the routine and the, um, and the day-to-day becomes very exciting, doesn't it? Because what will God do next? Who will I discover next? Who can I give grace to and truth to next? It's really, it's really amazing, isn't it? Because divine opportunities are all around us. It's all around us. If we're walking in faith and walking uh, tuned into the Holy Spirit, then we're led in purpose. And I'll just close with this. My emotions and my feelings, uh, they will not make me a pioneer. They'll make me a mouse, Right? They really will, right? Running from everything. But purpose makes us a lion. And uh, we were saying this in Neem. We were saying that, that um, today we are like mice while lions devour our land. It's very true. But when we're 
when we're walking in faith, God says, I'll make you a lion. I'll make you the, a lion. And just like we said that a cat that looks into a mirror, we've seen that comic, the cat that looks into a mirror and sees the reflection of a lion. And uh, we were saying, uh, we were saying, and it was really fun because we were teaching the church how to roar. And there's some good roar. They did, they did pretty good. And, and, and this is a pioneer. They're not much, right? An explorer is not much. They're just commissioned with a task to, to see what no one has seen, to go where no one has gone, gone, to break through the barriers and say, hey, listen, come, come behind me and see what I see, right? And um, it's like that cat looking into a reflection and seeing a lion. That's who we really are. This is who we really are. This is who God has made us to be. So um, I'm encouraged with you today that let's be, let's be pioneers today, right? Uh, <clears throat> let's be like John the Baptist and eating locusts, right? Tom, Tom would probably eat a locust, right? Tom, Tom's daring like that, right? Uh, not necessarily. We, we can eat our Big Macs, but, we can, but we're going in the power and the authority of God, amen? And nothing is impossible, nothing. And we go deep into the devil's territory, and we say, we're taking back what you unright, what you usurped, and what you have unrightfully stolen from us, Amen. And this is what we do in prayer as we explore in prayer, as we pioneer in faith, and we see God glorified, Amen, Amen. How, how many pioneers do we have here? A couple of you, all of us, Amen. All of you, Lord, just help us, God, to look away from the microscope and analyzing the small and help us to take out that telescope and see the, the immensity of who you are. And God, give us these days, this summer, give us just amazing testimonies and amazing uh, works of faith and works of God in, in our own life personally, because that's where it starts, in our, in our city, in our nation, Lord, in our world, really really move in a deep way and use us and inspire those behind us to come with us, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.